What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We back at the Apex for UFC Fight Night Vera Cheeto versus Sanhagen. And as always, before we hop into this card, go down, like, and subscribe. Drop a comment of your favorite bet and who are your picks for these fights. And as always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pick a Win. I'm Concha, and I'm joined with. What's up, you dirty mother? I almost said it to you, lad. It's your boy, Kev. Water boy, so boy, a.k.a. the Don Peaceful, P-Y-E. You feel me? And that's how we're coming to this card. You feel me? I got my dog, Cheeto Vera, Corey. And hanging, so we coming in peaceful. And it's gonna be a motherfucking slobber knocker this motherfucking Saturday. Oh, this car! I don't know what's gonna happen in this car. I recognize names, but I don't really know a lot of people on this car. So those are usually those are always those, but those are usually the fun cards. It'd be like random motherfuckers getting knockouts. I'm like, oh, okay. And there's a couple of good names on here. Like you got Macy Barber, who's on like a three fight win streak in the women's division. Uh, but like she's kind of not at that top level, and then uh, Andrea Lee, the big underdog in that fight. But one of the fights I'm gonna talk about real quick is the Nate Landwehr fight versus Austin Lingo. It's, mm-hmm. It probably might be. I mean, I think Cheeto and Sanhagen is gonna be fighting tonight, but I think this fight's also gonna get fighting tonight, though, just because these are two guys that are just gonna stand and fight and just kind of want to make a name for themselves. They're on the main card, <sighs> third fight there. They're going to put on a show. I'm going to be looking out for that. I'm mad. I forgot to bring up on the recap, man. Justin Gaethje, 11 fights, 11 fight bonuses. Can't fuck with him. <laughs> Mr. Highlight Reel. But no, they said that bird made like 550,000 um, off, of, off of um The wars. Off of, off of just bonuses. That's crazy. They made half a mil off of, off of, fucking, off of just stepping in the ring. But nah, man. But this card's gonna be cool. Where's it at? Is it in Apex? I believe it's in Apex. Antonio. Oh my bad. It's at AT and T Center. They're in Texas. It's actually gonna be a big crowd here. That's shocking. This car doesn't look too stacked for like a AT and T Stadium. Oh my god. I think that's why there's so many fights on the prelim. Because I'm looking out like that's a shit ton of fights. Yeah, there's some decent names on the pre like CJ Vigara, uh, Vigara, Trevin Giles, Preston Parsons. Like those are names that like I know, but they're not gonna they're they're not gonna draw in the crowd. That's why I'm shocked that they just have really like two people with Holly Holm and in the main event fight as like those are the only two that people really are gonna be packing that stadium for. I'm turning into a I watch all the fights type of guy. Like I don't do anything. I try not to do anything on Saturdays now. I mean, this Saturday is gonna be tough because I gotta go to um, I gotta go to Stetson University for model U.S. Senate for school. Yeah, they got model U.S. Senator, and I'm not even gonna get into that shit. But uh, that shit is funny. What I've learned about politics is that I don't play politics. But um, this card is gonna be smooth. I'm gonna be watching that bitch on the way back. But if we're going to start with fights, we got to talk about the co-main event, man. How do you feel about Holly Holm? Didn't she get a knockout last time we seen her? Um, Holly Holm, I'm going to try to see her resume real quick. No, because she lost a split decision to Caitlin Vieira. Oh, yeah. But she did get the NAMIS decision over Aldana and Rocco Pennington right before, right after she lost KO to Amanda Nunes. But she's 41 years old. She's She's at that gatekeeper status because I she doesn't have another title run in her. 
Like, it would just really be filling a void, if anything. Like, there's no reason for her to be getting another title shot. But she can hold down the fort. That's all I can say. Like, she's still solid. Didn't she have, like, the second title ever or some shit? Yeah, when she beat Ronda Rousey, big upset. Great fight. Great head kick in her prime. Former boxer, former kickboxer, got all the awards there. Was inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame last year. Like, so she has the resume. And Yana Santos, she got the BJJ. She got the ground game. But Holly Holm is strong for the division. Like, she's big. Like, one, like, so I want to see if how that goes. I, I think this fight may be boring, but it could be a fun stand-up fight if Holly Holm is throwing combos, but I think she's older now. She's not going to be throwing no crazy combos. And then Holly Holm is more going to be, I think it's going to be like a clinch fight. There's a whole bunch of dirty clinch. They're not going to hit the mat that much and just, it's not going to be the most best fight. I think Holly Holm is going to put in some work and grind it out and take Giannis Santos into like the deep waters to see if she's really ready for that upper echelon. 4D1, that's, that's, I mean, they're both coming off of losses. Um, Yana got knocked, off. oh no, she got TKO'd, but um, she's not the youngest herself, she's 33. Yeah. So the fact that Holly Holm is 41 and doing this shit is respect. I'm rooting for my daughter, Holly. I'm going to see what's going on. Yana Santos did beat Caitlin Vieira, who does beat Holly Holm, like if you're doing MMA math, but. No such thing. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm riding with Holly Holm. I, like I said, I think she's going to take her to some deeper waters. There's going to be a lot of clinch. There's going to be a lot of Holly Holm showing her that, like, hey, you you can't be one-dimensional one in the UFC. I like it. I mean, I just hope that it's a banger of a fight. The next fight's going to be a banger right here. I think this is this is the one I'm going to put my, my hat into the ring you're on. It's going to be the fight of the year. I think it's going to be Marlon Chito Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. It's going to be the five rounds. Like they had this, the whole card, I think is pretty lackluster, but this one right here is going to set the top off and it's going to be back and forth. I, I see it. I think it'll be a great fight. I respect the like the optimism. I'm, I'm hoping for it because I'll be getting back just in time to watch this motherfucking, um, just in time to watch this one. But boy, boy, you telling me you're giving, um, Fight of the year, maybe? I mean, I think this is a great matchup. I think when it comes to styles, it's crazy. And it's going to get – and I think the styles is what's going to fuck this fight up. It's because Tito Vera – I think Tito Vera is going to come in this motherfucker and he's going to come in this bitch. He's going to be okay with giving up the early rounds, the first and second round. He's going to take a lot of shots because he's just going to be calculating and setting shit up because of his fight IQ. Shane Hagen, on the other hand, is a tricky motherfucker. That nigga got a lot of things going on. What's in his what, – what does he have in his arsenal? Because every time I watch him fight, like... Everything. Spinning elbows. Um, one of his favorite moves is to get inside with his boxing. And then as he's landing and getting, like, into a clinch, to drop the elbow and get out. And he, he can slice with them bitches. He's very, like you said, tricky. And like this, that's why I think this fight's going to be so exciting. Because you got heavy-handed and heavy-legged Cheeto Vera. Because homeboy did this KO Dominic Cruz with his feet. So he, he can do it the way he wants, but Sanhagen is going to be someone I think might be kind of hard to hit, but he's also, he, he loves the war. So I can see him taking the hits and then just like trading. That's why I think this fight's going to be so exciting. Oh uh, yeah. Cause I think you got two choices. You got to go one, 
Sanhagen has this. Sanhagen is a tricky motherfucker. He has so much in his arsenal. He's going to be doing stuff and he's going to win a majority decision. Or two, Cheeto Vera is going to give up the early rounds and Sanhagen is going to get comfortable. He's going to start. And then, but Cheeto Vera is going to be feeling him out the entire time, figure something out. And either in the fourth or fifth round, he's going to KO and defend to get to finish. That's how I look at it. You got to go one or the other in this fight. Like, you can't really sit down and think, well, <laughs> not nah, like, Maybe maybe Cheeto Vera can get crazy smart, crazy technical, and set up these leg kicks and jabs and get motherfucking Sanhagen and then get the decision, a split decision over Sanhagen. And maybe Sanhagen can come ready to ready to um sub some shit and submit my boy. But like it can go either way. I'm taking Cheeto Vera to come and catch a knockout because I picked against my dog and I told myself I'd never do that again. He's hot right now, he's feeling himself. And he has, he has, he's had time to watch the film. They, if they figured out a game plan, the game plan, they're gonna stick to it, and they're gonna get set it up. I'm taking Sanhagen here, and one of the main reasons is I didn't know this, but someone pointed out Cheeto Vera gets hit more than he lands in the statistics. So, and like Corey Sanhagen is not somebody I feel like you can allow to just hit you and just like come because he won't stop. And their cardio is going to come into question here. Both of them kind of kind of cardio question marks. So I'm not sure how to look in the fourth and fifth round, especially especially how they start. If they come out, both sides come out hot. It might be might be kind of a, a ruggish fourth and fifth if they get there. But I just really like Sanhagen to just continue to piece them up. But Sanhagen is like top 10 bantamweight weight history for uh, strikes landed per minute. So I really like him to continue the onslaught. Cheeto, I think, will crack him a couple of times, but I think Sanhagen will survive it. And I see something similar to the Rob Font fight, just minus the knockdowns. It will be some fights. There will be moments where he gets cracked, but Sanhagen is going to like live through the storm and not not get the knockdown and like win the majority of the rounds. I'm so glad you said that. Because when I first started, when we first covered um, Cheeto Veras versus Dominic Cruz, which was what? Six months ago, probably. And motherfucking August. Yeah. Oh, six months. So it was it was a fight card before um Leon Evans and Card was that's fine. But um in August we seen that motherfucking. I was watching the film and I thought Rob Font was piecing um was piecing his ass up and then Gabriel said those exact words like yo he got pieced up by um Rob Font but he got the knockdown so and then you said that so that's where my that's where my fears come with Cheeto Vera. It's like. Can he come in and can he come in with the idea like, yo, I don't need to get hit a hundred fucking times. I can motherfucking figure this shit out and I can set up a submission too because I got a little bit of BJJ and I'm going to keep my fight streak going. And the two losses he has on his record, well, he has multiple losses, but the two of his UFC losses, Jose Aldo and Song Yadong, both fast-handed strikers that love to get in the inside. And that's just what's Corey Sanhagen a fast-handed striker that loves to get in the inside. That's it's just like that, that's where my whole mindset to picking Corey Sanhagen, and I like it by decision. I don't know the odds on it, but that's gonna be my bet for the weekend. Is Corey Sanhagen by decision? Didn't Sayadon? Um, didn't Corey, Corey Sanhagen just beat Sayadon? But did he beat Jose Aldo too? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, did Sanhagen fight Aldo? I know he fought Dillashaw and Yon, and Yon wrecked his shit with a spinning fucking back fist. Uh no, he never fought Aldo. They said Aljamain was lucky that he um 
that he got that he finished the fight early because it was gonna be a long one. It was gonna be there for a minute. Yeah, that that's just one stand. I mean, Jan uh, spinning backhand sent him to oblivion. The TJ Dillashaw fight's a 50-50 fight. One of the best fights to go rewatch. It's just a fucking banger. And then the Aljo fight, like those are the Aljo's the only one I think is a real stain on his record because it was so quick. Uh-huh. But that's I mean, hey, I, that's gonna be the fight. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the fight stacked, but the the cards stacked. But these are the cards that usually show out, so these people want to put on the show. And I, I already put my hat on on the fight of the year for that fight. And like I said, I think the Nate Olandware fight is gonna be a fight of the night as well. Cause they, so there's gonna be some. I think this is gonna be a nice little low key card that no one really giving the props just because it's coming after Usman Edwards and before Piera is. So it's like people are looking past this card. Or before this card, nah, for real. And this is yeah, this is one of those slept on cards you don't fuck with. But this is gonna be a good one. Um, now this is where things get confusing though. Where the fuck does he put people in this motherfucking division? So Sanhagen gets the W. So we know we know that Aljamain is fighting. Aljo is fighting. Um, is fighting Henry Cejudo literally in New Jersey. I can't remember what date it is, but in May, right? In New Jersey. And Cheeto Vera is fighting Corey Sanhagen. And Sean O'Malley saying his next fight is going to be a championship fight. So, like, what the fuck happens in the meantime? And then we still got Marab. It's going like, to be the interim fight. I think, and I think Marab's hat is out of the name for the interim fight because of what he said already. Dana White's not going to put an interim title that may not fight his current champion. So I think whoever wins this fight will get the Sean. Because Sean O'Malley said he will fight for a title. But nowadays, the UFC, they, they be treating the interim title. Like, people really be acting like that's legitimate. Yeah, well, he, he fought a title fight. Yeah, and like, oh, who who he fight for a title fight? It was the interim fight against blah, blah, blah. Like, but that's not no fucking title fight. Like, like they, they, yeah, you won the five-round main event for a belt. But didn't, you didn't become champion of the world. Like, that's not a title fight in my eye. So uh, Sean O'Malley, I think, Intern fight against whoever wins this, whether it be the Cheeto rematch, which will sell a lot, and I think Dana White wants that, or the one person he hasn't seen yet, which will make it an exciting fight on paper, is going to be the Sanhagen. And I think that's going to be kind of harder to sell to Sean O'Malley. I think that one he might not want to take as much versus, oh, like Cheeto, I want to get my revenge. Like, I'm way better than him. Like, he would sign up for that fight, I think, instantly. Whereas Sanhagen, you might have to throw some dollars at uh, him before he says, yeah. Because he already promised him a title fight. Now, what does he view as a title fight? That's going to be the question. That's fine. But that's fine. But what happens when after Aljamain um, beats Henry Cejudo? Like, does he go up? Like, what the fuck is going on in that division? I think he takes the easy. Like, if he knows his next fight is Sean O'Malley, let's say Sean O'Malley, and he views Sean O'Malley as someone he can wrestle the fuck out of, he will stay in the division to beat him, trying to get the run looking good. Like, if he knows the next fight's a fight that he feels very comfortable winning, I think he stays, get his legacy stats, and then eventually he will relinquish the belt and move up so Marab can shine. And I think Marab is just happy sitting there. Because this might all happen within a year and a half. Like, Aljo could get three title defenses within a year and a half. And then it's not that – it's not really – in reality, it's not that long. And then he just moves on. And then Marab takes over. 
And I bet you if Sean O'Malley's his next fight after Cejudo, it's in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Islam co the co-main event to Islam and whoever the fuck because he Islam said he's fighting the Poirier Dustin winner. Or Dustin versus Dustin versus Gaethje. They said winner it's Islam and Abu Dhabi. And they said DC. Really? That's fine. They, so they already Islam said, didn't say nothing, but I'm pretty sure he'll take it. But um because I heard that um Ben um Benny versus um Benio Darius versus Overa. Is the motherfucking number one contender fight? Yeah, I think if Darius wins, he gets to fight next. But if Oliveira wins, I feel like uh, I don't know if they give him a fight immediately. Dana's has some decisions to make in the next six months. Now that now that's a division that's crazy competitive, and so is this division. So like, it's always between these two when I come to our best divisions. But like a lot of somebody from Drum said the featherweight division was crazy nice. I didn't believe him, and then I looked at them the hitters they had, and I was like. Oh, and wait till Ilya Taporia gets gets all the way up there. Well, no, but I mean, shit. Um, back to this card real quick, though. I mean, we covered the fight. We covered our picks. I even threw out a bet, a sickly bet, just to give into the wind. You have anything else you want to say for UFC San Antonio? Never bet with me, motherfucking. I got every fight wrong last card. But this card, I picked Holly. I only picked two. I picked Holly Holmes and Cheeto Vera. So if I go seven. If I go 0 and 7 on my last two cards, I'm not picking nobody for the motherfucking UFC card. I'm just I'm going for the UFC 287. I'm just going. I'm not picking anybody. I'm not fucking shit up. Oh, shit. You got the Kyle effect going on, Kev. Yeah, I'm not going. Remember, I was crazy nice with it. Once I started learning people's names and thinking I knew shit, that's when I started being wrong. So I'm going back to being stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, shit. I think everybody can go back to a little bit of being more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but. We got to get out of here. My ass got to get some sleep. I got to get some rest. But we covered UFC San Antonio, gave out our pick. Go down, drop a like, comment your picks, comment your bets. We're here to listen to them. We'll even voice them on lives. But as always, these are your hosts for the Totally Blitz podcast. I'm Paul Pickle, Winner Concert. That's Kev, Waterboy Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers. Measurements, plug here, let them in Passing out the medicines We've been on that rock star regiment Knowing that I'm heaven sent Higher than I ever been Got a problem with being problematic Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic Don't you step into this box if you're not batting Then my gang got tools, you can call them boy crap Man, this gang got rules, man, you better watch your passes This ain't nothing new, it ain't season maxing All I'm saying is true, you better stop your capping Lacking really your ass all in